Welcome back again to the shit show that never ends. Jump on board, jump on board. Hey, how's everyone doing? I hope you are doing splendidly. Splenda in your iced tea, even. I, whatever. Alright, hey, it's Panic Attack. This is Big John. So, a couple ways to uh, start out today uh, on... Our little podcast friends here. Um, James Kahn uh, has passed away. I did not realize he was 82 years old. Um, he, he got his, uh, I guess his big break was in The Godfather. I don't know what part he played in that, that movie. He, Marlon Brando was the godfather. Uh, what was James Kahn? Let's see. I have a James Kahn role in Godfather. Um, his most recent uh, film that I remember him for was the movie Elf. And it doesn't seem like that movie's that old. So he had to have been in his 70s when he was in the movie Elf. Um, so he played Sonny in The Godfather. I don't know what... I've never seen... I've started to watch The Godfather. Uh, like, uh, I don't know, uh, five or ten times in my life. And I, I just... I mean, I'm sure I'd love it and I'd really be into it, but... Um, I just haven't been able to get hooked on it like some people. Um, so, yeah, James Caan. James Caan. I, I think the first movie I saw him in that I remember was kind of a, a B movie. Or a, a kind of a cult classic uh, called The Program. Which was about a corrupt college football program. Uh with uniforms very, very akin to that of Florida State, which was rumored to be a uh, corrupt program. Um, and I think they did get found out for some recruiting violations. But I, I, James Kahn was one of those guys, when you saw him on the, the poster or the DVD cover... Uh, or once I learned his name, <laughs> I said, hey, it's that guy. Uh, you knew it was going to be a good movie. I think he played uh, the, he played a football coach a few times. I think he was in, uh, was it the movie Radio with Cuba Gooding Jr.? So he was nominated for an Oscar as Sonny Corleone. All these articles are about the the Godfather, but uh, yeah, that it's kind of like wow. I, I really didn't realize how old he was. Uh, Eighty two years old. So I wonder how old he was when he filmed the movie Elf. Let's see. Fucking, we got the got all the information in the world at my fingertips. How old was? James, oops, James Kahn 
when he filmed Elf. James Kong. Uh, yeah, it was in uh, he was also in uh, the movie Misery, El Dorado, Brian's Song. That was another. That was a good football uh, movie. Um, I think he played Brian, but Brian was a, a football player. Uh, who played for the Chicago Bears and helped uh, Gail Sayers come back from an injury, I think, at, or something. And then it, it turned and he, uh, Brian ended up having, you know, cancer and then needing Gail Sayers' help. I fucking, I don't remember. I probably never even watched the movie. I just seen parts of it and heard of it. Um... Let's see here. James Kahn died on July 6th at the age of 82, which these days seems too young. I'm not saying that because I'm 63, because I saw it night. <laughs> the author says. I'm not saying that because I'm 63 or because I saw 99-year-old Henry Kissinger at a, a big-ass political shady backroom deal conference. Uh, this is from Decider. So much more than a tough guy actor. Yeah, he he definitely stretched his roles. Um Khan had seemingly a no Fs to give public persona, wound up delighting a whole new generation with his social media presence in which he displayed a thrilling arc out of, of poda, uh, fo pictures, <laughs> always concluding with end of tweet. Also, when his family announced his death today, I didn't know that was his catchphrase, they, uh, they concluded it with end of tweet. How, how fitting. Uh, macho actor Francis Ford Coppola is the godfather in 1972 um, uh, didn't really say here how old he was he had a nice fro little curly-haired uh, thing going there in the 70s. So anyways, yeah, rest in peace, James Kahn. That is not what, not what I thought I'd spend seven minutes talking about. Um, so my Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, they made football history yet again. Uh course the NFL wants to downplay it because it is the Raiders but uh, the NFL or the headline pardon me from the New York Times Raiders make NFL history with team president higher uh, than the sub headline from the New York Times New York Times um, revealing 
are reeling from scandal and exodus and the exodus of team executives. Well, they all got fired because <laughs> they weren't doing their jobs. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders hired Sandra Douglas Morgan as their president. She's the first black woman to hold the role in NFL history. Now, if this were the, the crooked, cheating, filthy Democrat Rooney family of the, the Schittsburgh Steelers, this would be a glorious, momentous occasion. We're all, well, some of you uh, who know football may be familiar with the Rooney Rule. The, the Rooney family, Art, Art Rooney, and his son Dan's just as much of an uh, anti-Semitic racist scumbag as he is. But uh, the Art Rooney, the uh, basically the the owner, original owner of the Steelers, and it's always been a family-owned team, just like the Raiders. Um, Art Rooney got the NFL to pass a law or a rule, pardon me, that uh, when hiring a new head coach, you had to interview at least one minority for the position. One black person, basically, is what they were saying. So the Roonies get all the pats on the back for this shit. Uh, before there ever was a Rooney rule, Al Davis went out and just hired Art Shell, the first black coach in football. And the term minority... Uh, Al Davis hired the first Hispanic head coach before they were even called Hispanic, uh, Tom Flores, to replace the great uh, legend John Madden. And honestly, I think if Tom Flores would have been the head coach, um, Raiders would have won some more Super Bowls in the 70s. As much as I love John Madden, as much as he's a Raiders legend, there are a lot of people that think that he held the Raiders back. You know, six or seven straight AFC title games and only one Super Bowl. You know? That that's and the some of the most talented football teams in history. But anyways, Tom Flores, uh, first uh, Hispanic head coach in football. Art Shell, first black head coach. Nobody had to tell Al Davis what to do or do this because it's the right thing to do. He just went out and did it. And Mark Davis uh, is following in Al's footsteps. Uh, I think it's a, truly a knock and, a, a, and degrading to this lady to point out that she's uh, the first, even though it's historic, the first black NFL head coach. But the way that the New York Times and other outlets... Um, word their headline you know the Raiders reeling from 
scandal and exodus of team executives. Uh, we all know John Gruden said some things in amidst 700 or 300,000 some emails that the NFL had. 10 emails from John Gruden leaked and uh, some of them con uh, contained homophobic slurs and some of them contained uh, what uh, racial slurs were making fun of the president of the NFL Players Association referring to him as having Michelin tire lips um, and I'm pretty sure uh, Sandra I have to get to know her name real well because this is my team Sandra Douglas Morgan she looks multiracial to be honest with you looks biracial multi multiracial like most Americans are it's a very pretty lady but this woman is is highly qualified on based on one one sentence I read alone uh, Sandra Douglas Morgan the former chairwoman of the Nevada Gaming Control Board so she was over top of all the gambling in Nevada the obviously the gambling mecca of the world uh, also <laughs> because gambling uh, well, well I mean what am I saying all gamblers and anybody, anything associated with gambling is just as pure as the fresh-driven snow. They're just, you know, innocent, loving, bullshit. Yeah, anyways. So, with gambling comes corruption. And, uh, obviously this woman uh, held down the fort. I, You know, if there was anything corrupt about her, and because it's the Raiders, it would be public knowledge by now. Uh, you know, 15 seconds after her hiring, it would have been public knowledge. Um, so this woman ran the Nevada Gaming Control Board, was the overseer of all the gambling in Nevada. Uh, that alone qualifies her to be the president of an NFL football team, I'm certain. Uh, you know, presidents of uh, football teams. You know, she's oh, she's going to be the president over the business side. The general manager. Fucking, um, I can't remember his name. <laughs> the general manager they just hired away from New England. He's going to make the football decisions, um, and the head coach make the football decisions. She's going to be more uh, of an advisor and. Uh, shot caller along with Mark Davis. Uh, so it says here, Las Vegas Raiders hired Sandra Douglas Morgan, former chairwoman. I already read this. Why are they repeating themselves? Morgan fills the role. It was vacated twice in the past year amid front office upheaval and allegations of financial mismanagement and workplace dysfunction within the Raiders organization. She joins the team nine months after the departure of uh, Coach John Gruden, who resigned October 2021, uh, um, yeah, amid the leaked emails to the New York Times. How did only 10 emails out of 
hundreds of thousands get leaked. I think because he called the the president of the NFL an F-A-G-G-E-T. Uh, so, uh, Morgan sits on the boards of Caesars Entertainment and Allegiant Travel, which Allegiant is the uh, airline that the uh, Raiders Stadium is named after. The parent company of the airline that has the naming rights to the Raiders Stadium. Hey, I, I knew that ahead of time. And last year was named vice president, or vice chair, pardon me, of Las Vegas host committee for Super Bowl LVIII, which is uh, this February, or pardon me, February 2024. So there's a good chance the Raiders could have home field advantage in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm thrilled that Sandra has agreed to join the Raiders family, Mark Davis, team owner, said in a statement. Her experience, integrity, and passion for this community will be invaluable to our organization. This is awesome. I think this is a great hire. Uh, the Raiders are transitioning from, yeah, the, the John Gruden upheaval to um, a more stable platform. Uh, the new head coach and new gen or, uh, yeah, general manager are very calm people, very professional, uh, high class, high intelligence uh, men. And this is a very high class woman. Uh, and to stay clean and uh, away from controversy and corruption in the corrupt gambling world of Nevada, uh, this is an impressive woman. I think she can bring stability and structure to the Raiders organization. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry to say, I, you know, I was a big John Gruden fan, but it just seemed like everywhere John Gruden went, he brought problems to wherever he was, whether it was the Gruden Grinder or whatever his ESPN show was, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, he took them to a Super Bowl with uh, with Tony Dungy's players, you know, and he, he beat the Raiders, but the Raiders were still running his offense. So, yeah, uh, no kidding. The Buccaneers seemed to know the plays before the Raiders ran them because they were John Gruden's plays. So, but then Gruden came back and he was screaming at people. You know, today's players, they're not the type you can really scream at and get in their faces uh, and all this other stuff. So, you know... A short-lived, what it seemed like was going to be, you know, 10 years of Super Bowl success. He tore the team apart, uh, literally firing players, releasing players that were good players. And then bringing in his own players. Okay, fine. Drafting his own players, great. Uh, but then just controversy after controversy. Uh, even before his emails, you know, he was he was a shitstorm, and uh, now the Raiders have 
calm, level-headed, intelligent people. And, and this woman has the credentials. She is not a, a minority hire. She's a, a qualified woman, a qualified person for this job. So, good hire raiders, fuck the Roonies, fuck the Steelers, and fuck Franco Harris. Let's go Raiders! Ever tell you guys that the time Franco Harris laughed at me at the Pittsburgh airport? So, we're, my mom's going to take her first like big vacation in my lifetime. I was 17 or 18 years old. We drove to the new... I think it was new at the time. I don't know. We drove to the Pittsburgh airport. And we found it. The airport, that is. We're walking around. This is when you could just like walk into an airport pre-rain before 9/11. And uh, so we're walking in there trying to figure out where, you know, what gate, what this, that. My my mom is supposed to go to. Um, and I have on a Bo Jackson T-shirt, uh, a satin Raiders team jacket with the shield Raiders written across the back, Raider black Raiders baseball cap. Either black, probably black sweatpants. And uh, out the corner of my eye, I see this guy who looks familiar. And I do a double take, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Franco Harris. So I look back again, and Franco Harris is bent over laughing at me and pointing. So screw you, Franco. Yeah, uh, so back to the Rooney rule of football. Why I get so infuriated about this. Joe Biden for president. (laughs) No. Why I get so infuriated and pissed off. There. The reason I get so pissed about that is. Okay, so Art Rooney gets the NFL owners to make this rule. That everyone has to abide by. So you have to interview a, a minority for your head coaching job. At least one out of however many people you hire. Then, Al Davis has already hired a black man as head coach years before this rule went into place. But Al got no cred for that. It was mentioned, but it wasn't the grand, you know streamers and noisemakers and confetti that Art Rooney got. And who did Art Rooney hire as the next head coach of the Schittsburg Steelers? Bill Cower. Bill Cower. Big honkin' nose, honky, white man. He he interviewed a, a black man for the job Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, we followed the Rooney rule. We interviewed someone. But you didn't hire him because you're a fucking racist in in hiding. So, alright. That's my that's my rant. I didn't even intend to talk about that tonight. I have four other uh, interesting stories I want to get through. Get you to. Get me to. Me too movement. Uh, not Me Too movement, but uh, I'm going to talk about our, our Gil AOC, 
then uh, uh, another Supreme Court baby. They got another shot at hitting one out the park again. Uh, and then a couple stories I found interesting about our little shit for brains friend uh, who massacred people uh, on the 4th of July in Highland Park, uh, Illinois. God rest those people's souls, by the way. I've been so angry at little Bobby uh, for being an asshole. I, I really haven't had time to say, you know, we got we got to keep praying. Maybe I mentioned it, but we got to really pray for those people in Highland Park. Uh, the families that are destroyed. Uh, a baby was left orphaned. Both mom and dad were killed that day by this little bastard. Anyways, good job, Mark Davis. Big Al would be proud of you. He's, he's up in heaven smiling down. And Raider Nation applauds you for hiring a strong qualified minority woman god bless you mark davis you are thou art the man see you in the next episode